Hey guys, welcome to season two of Pin Pals. That is right, the podcast about enamel pins and the people and culture behind it is back for another round. And man, does it feel good to say that again, I'll tell you. If you're new here, I'm your host, Eric Roman from Warrior Pins, and I interview pin makers to better understand their journey through the pin game. From idea to finished product, vending at pin shows, setting up online shops, marketing and social media strategies, and everything in between, this is the podcast where we get into the nitty gritty. If you're already a Pin Pals listener, thank you for coming back. You know who you are, and that means a lot. So let's just jump right into it. Today we talk to Adventure Society, which is a four-year-old pin shop run by Pross. Let me tell you, the dude breathes and sleeps pins. I had a great time talking to him, and I think that shows. We chat about life as a pin maker, the struggles that come with making pins, why Shopify is an excellent platform for selling pins, Ninja Turtles, and so much more. So without further ado, enjoy this conversation with my pin pal, Adventure Society. Welcome to Pin Pals, Pross. How's it going, man? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm super excited to be here, man. Uh, thrilled to have you here. Thrilled to be back with Pin Pals. How's it going? How's life been? Dude, I'm doing great despite the situation. We're in a lockdown in Toronto right now, um, so things are still pretty tight, but I'm safe. Everyone uh, around me that I know is safe, so uh, count my blessings, man. You know, business hasn't been affected too much by COVID, but I'm good. How are you, dude? Dude, congratulations on five years today. That's a big deal. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, it is a big deal. I couldn't believe it. I logged into my Shopify and I saw the little notification saying, five years ago today, you set up your shop. I'm like, holy cow. That's a milestone. Time flies, man. Five years in business years is like 20 years in human years. So yep. <laughs> your business is mature. It's almost ready to drink. For real, man. Well, we haven't gotten under, so there's that. Um so why don't we kick things off? Um, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself uh, and your pin brand, Adventure Society? Uh, cool. Yeah. Well, I am a art enthusiast and uh, I kind of stumbled into pin making uh, during school and uh, it, it started off, I just accidentally started collecting pins and there was a missing link in in the collection that I had of two pins. So I started looking at pin and... It just, you know how it is, man, once you get on Instagram and discover, like, I, I'm just as interested to ask you the question of how it all started, because it's, it's crazy. You just kind of discover this world and it's all kind of a blur. But um, yeah, my brand is all about pop culture, uh, mostly stuff from my childhood, cartoons, movies, uh, popular fandoms. And that's pretty much it, man. That's really cool. Okay. So now we know who you are. Let's kind of talk about how you got to be who you are and take it back to the beginning. And uh, what's your earliest pin memory? Earliest pin memory uh, for, I think this is it for a lot of Canadians uh, in like early, early elementary school or like Girl Scouts or Cub Scouts, you get a, a Canadian leaf enamel pin. Uh, so that's like a kind of a staple enamel pin memory for a lot of Canadians that and Remembrance Day uh, poppies but they're not enamel pins uh, I would say in terms of pin making uh, it's when I got a Back to the Future license plate in a mystery subscription box that's like my really earliest uh, memory of like whoa this is a cool thing that you could collect you know 
Nice. And it just kind of like it went from there. You just saw that. You're like, I need. I saw that. And then a few months later, I got the, the license plate from the from the Back to the Future 2, the orange uh, license plate from the DeLorean. Mm-hmm. And that's what I meant when I was searching for the missing piece. I wanted something from Back to the Future 3, some sort of memorabilia. Uh, so that's when I started hunting online and discovered just this world of pins. Yeah, it's really easy to get lost in the world, especially if you're new to it. Dude, tell me about it. The Instagram algorithm makes it like very easy for you to find all sorts of pins and, and things like that. For sure. But, um, I still go down rabbit holes. Like I'll still find myself up like three in the morning just scrolling endlessly through because like Instagram's just recommending all these pins. Yeah, me too. I used to be against the Explorer page because it was just kind of like all wacky and showing me like not pin stuff. But it's really been like tailored and pinpointed to finding new pins and like tons of turtles. It's learning, man. It's learning. (laughs) The Explorer page knows more about us than we know about ourselves. Yo, facts. Big (laughs) facts there. So, okay, so cool. So you saw this gap, you know, there wasn't a pin that existed, but you wanted it and you turned it into a pin. I didn't turn it into a pin, actually, man. I got oh. just so distracted by the world. And then I saw, that's how I stumbled onto uh, Simpsons pins. Okay. And Simpsons is like my number one, like, go back, find like my earliest childhood acquaintance even and ask them like what I'm obsessed with. And they'll say Simpsons. But uh, then I made my first pin, which was, this pin was the first pin I manufactured, a Hellfish pin. And uh, then after I made it, I found out like a bunch of people have made this pin. So first lesson was learned super early on, which is do your research. Because <laughs> in the yeah. early days, like a lot of us were just like bootlegging stuff, you know, just like grabbing whatever we can. Um, so instead, I, I made this to be my first release, which is the Buzz Lightyear enamel pin wings. Um, but yeah, man, that's pretty much how, how it started. So uh, take me through the process of making that Buzz Lightyear pin, Um, you know, from coming up with the idea to actually getting it made and contacting manufacturer to finally being able to put it on your jacket or your hat. Yeah. So uh, obviously everything was super brand new. So every little step was so exciting, but uh, putting it together was really simple. A buddy of mine in my audio engineering class was pretty proficient at Photoshop. So I just told him I want to make this pin of the Buzz Lightyear wings. And he whipped it up in class uh, in like 25 minutes. Um, and I was like, sweet, man, how much do you want for it? And he was like, dude, just, you can take it. Uh, just have it. So he uh, sent the file to me and I uh, found my first manufacturer on Alibaba, I think, like a lot of okay. us. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I just started putting, I was pretty lucky early on. Like I, I have run into so many issues since then with manufacturers, but my first few productions were a breeze. And I remember like filling my shoebox with the first round of orders. It was so exciting, you know, like. It's a great feeling, but with the first pin, you get all these orders, whatever whatever platform you're going on is going ka-ching, ka-ching every time in order. It's a very exciting time. And do you remember, like, you started a year uh, earlier than me, but do you remember, like, back three, four, or five years ago, it was a lot easier to, like, start and grow and, mm-hmm. like, get sales and stuff, like the Instagram situation in chronological order. And there was obviously just a lot less out there. So, you know, it was, it was a lot newer, but... Um, 
Yeah, it's it's a little bit harder to start new and grow today, but yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that um, because today was a five year. I was looking back at some of our first posts, and I saw within like the first ten or fifteen posts there was a thank you for getting the twenty five hundred followers, mm-hmm. and, and and you know that was probably only a month or two out of when we first started. So to go back to your point, it was a lot easier to to grow and get out there yeah i remember the first few thousand were just like whoa these guys are just pouring in Mm -hmm. and then it got harder and harder but yeah but it makes you feel like all right this is cool like i'm onto something and i'm building a community and there's other people like interested in, in in what i do and um so i'm sure that just kind of motivated you to create more and and release more and work out work with other artists for sure dude i think because of Instagram and the fact that we all get to see each other's work. It's just the energy just gets passed around like crazy. We all just get excited from what we see other makers do. And it kind of just keeps the fire alive and just keeps you wanting to make stuff, you know, like you see people from the community putting in fire ass work and you're just like, okay, like I need to put out some fire too. (laughs) Especially when it's like friends and stuff from that you've like come up with over the years. For sure. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not, it sounds competitive, but it really isn't like you're just, we're inspiring each other to just continue to put out like good work. For sure, man. And I always say at the end of the day, like there's room at the table for everyone, you know, there's enough food to go around. Like this doesn't really need to be a competitive space. And for the most part, it isn't, there's definitely like, you know, there's poison in every well, but Mm -hmm. Uh, for the most part, like we're really fortunate to be in a really like positive and motivating and like encouraging community. Absolutely. I mean, this pin community, this turtle community definitely has my back and I feel the love every time we, we share something and, uh, it's really cool. We're really thankful to be part of it. Um, and for us to be part of the same community too, it's like, we're kind of like brothers. For sure. It's, it's sick. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so awesome how like there's these micro cultures within the subculture. Like there are people <laughs> yeah. that are so into TMNT and like so into they'll just collect Simpsons pins and like they'll go ham, like fill up boards like crazy, but every nook and cranny of the internet to find them, you know, it's, it's really sick. And it's, yeah, it's, it's, sick. Really it's sick. awesome. Um, okay. So you told me that you didn't really face any challenges as far as production goes with uh, making pins, but have there been any challenges after that? I'm a, I'm a huge advocate of ask questions. And, you know, if you don't know something like do as much research and get as, get as much info as you can, despite my first pin, obviously, but um <laughs> I don't know, man. I was, I was in like a really creative environment. I was in, I was in school with a bunch of creatives who were like, you know, like all, all sorts of types. So anything I needed, I could kind of just look around and ask people for help with, you know, backing cards and everything. My buddy at school taught me all the basics with Photoshop that I needed. But the first major obstacle would be like dealing with shady manufacturers. Um, so uh, fr- what can you tell me about this? This oh, is going to be juicy. So much, so much. <laughs> I, I have like a spreadsheet where I just like list oh, wow. manufacturers and just like I've been doing it for the past eight months because like I realized over the years going through my invoice, the number of different manufacturers I had to go through and like, oh man, so much, so much trial and error. Um, but even manufacturers that, you know, were consistently good for two years can, their service can change. Like there's nothing to stop service from changing right so um 
so so many things man i can't even begin <laughs> like the amount of like defective pins i've been sent and you know if you have a really good manufacturer they'll own up to it and they'll come try try their best to come up with the, like an honest resolution but mm-hmm. oh man nine out of ten times there's a bunch of you know trying to jump through hoops and uh, yeah it's it could just it could be a real hassle there's a lot of communication issues and stuff like that with language barriers but i would say that's the main main obstacle everything else like there's so many resources online oh yeah absolutely ton of resources online but i think you nailed it with the ask questions and do your research that's so important i people you know you stumble into this world and you think you want to make a pin you think it's pretty easy but it's you really have to do your due diligence in order to make sure that you know what you're thinking of that you want to turn into a pin comes out correctly from the metal type to the colors like i had to school myself on pantone colors and all that stuff mm-hmm. um to like really understand that cuz i had an issue with getting the wrong color um so everything man like you just you learn as you go and the more you mm-hmm. do it the more pins you make you, you you know you learn a little bit from each one but in the early days when you're making the pins a lot of the things kind of come together without you knowing that you needed to think about it. Like I didn't know I needed to think about black nickel or dyed black or whatever. The manufacturer just decided for me, this is going to be black nickel. I got it. I'm like, this is dope as fuck. And then I see a pin. I'm like, well, why is that? Like, like I like soft and I like, I love my hard enamel pins with, you know, screen printed details and everything, but I really love my like soft enamel dyed pins, you know, cause especially with cartoony stuff, it really mm-hmm. gives that it, like the line work pops, you know, mm-hmm. like that, dark dark black and there's no reflection on it or anything um but i didn't know any of that i just took whatever the manufacturer kind of decided and then as you go along and as you get into these forums and these facebook communities and stuff you you start to ask questions and not only that you see the questions that other people ask that's Mm -hmm. really important to just keep your eyes on community pages and see what other people are asking because other people are going to think of things to ask that you didn't think of and yeah, there's so much, so much golden value out there for free. Dude, you're nailing it. Yeah, tons of amazing Facebook groups. Just, you don't have to be on them actively, but every now and then some good stuff will pop up in your newsfeed. And it'll be a question that you probably eventually will have or a customer will mm-hmm. ask you. So it's good to uh, to always ask questions. It's also a great way to just learn about techniques that you never knew existed. Mm-hmm. pins you know like stained glass for example i didn't know that until i saw someone you know asking about it on a manufacturer page lots of cool stuff i've never heard of that until you mentioned it just now oh it's man wild. i'll send you some examples after <laughs> yeah, stained glass effect is insane that sounds cool that insane. sounds really cool before we move on uh i need to ask you about your turtles pin as a giant turtles pin my or turtle fan myself I need you to tell me everything behind that pin. It's awesome. Yeah, this pin, I have one. This yes. one's for you, bro. I have. This oh, what? One. Yeah, I'm going to send this to you. Oh, man. No way. Dude, um, tell me about that pin. So, dude, this pin, like, really, because I, I did a couple Turtles pins in 2017, and they didn't go that well. And admittedly, they were pretty lazy. Um, but I once I got into these more, like, detailed pins and building up these scenes and um just trying to these larger pins with packing more details i thought like oh, I, i'm always drifting like man there's so much turtle stuff around my around my house i grew up with turtles and i never really got a chance to make any turtle stuff so I'm like okay i'm gonna do it right this time and do this 
filthy, super, super detailed pin. And the artist that made this pin is kind of uh, worried about like Mr. Nickelodeon um, coming down. So they, they want to rename, remain anonymous, but okay. I got to say the artist like pulled this together so well. Um, I just told them, uh, spoiler alert, there's going to be, it's going to be a set of four pins. But um, I just told them, let's start with a turtle and shredder and let's do a rooftop scene. And if it goes well, let's, let's do it. Uh, each turtle is in a different scene. So, you know, one's going to be like inside a factory warehouse. One's going to be street level and one might be sewer level. Ooh, um, I think you're dropping exclusives. Oh yeah. These are mad spoilers. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, man, I'm just really happy with the way it turned out. Cause I haven't seen a, I haven't seen a turtles pin that has screen printing on it. Um, so screen printing, just having that option, it's, it's pretty pricey because they have to build a screen for each layer. It's not that different from screen printing clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they obviously charge labor as well for each layer, but man, when you do a hard enamel pin and it's finished and you layer it up with uh, shadows and highlights, it pops. And this one actually, it's hard to see, but when you see this in real life, you'll see the sky. Uh, It's translucent enamel. So what we did is uh, the metal is sandblasted. So when when you're getting your mold made, you can either have the um, recessed parts smooth or you can have it sandblasted for those of you who don't know. Um, which is like, it just gives it this sort of rough texture, which is kind of cool for when you're making raw variants. But it's also really useful when you're using translucent enamel because um, you can see through the enamel kind of, and you can see the texture of the raw metal. And it's really hard to photograph, but in real life, it slaps. Man, I can't wait to get my hands on that. Um, for anyone listening, we'll probably have pictures available in the show notes and and on our uh, Instagram page at Pin Pals Podcast. But that's really cool, man. Thank you for sharing that with me. Thanks for asking about that, man. I was excited to. I was hoping you'd ask about that, and I would have been surprised if you didn't. <laughs> man, I know this is a pin podcast, but I got to sneak in some turtle questions. Like, I got turtle stuff like everywhere. Hell yeah, <laughs> man. Hell yeah. Um, so let me ask you, what what in your opinion sets you apart from other enamel pin shops? I think like all of the pin makers that I admire, we're all in the same boat. We're just making stuff we love, right? So. I'm I'm not really thinking about that kind of stuff. I'm just thinking of like, what do I want to have and hold in my hands and and let's make that happen. Um, So it's kind of hard to say because everything I'm doing, I could think of another pin maker who's doing similar Mm -hmm. or the same, you know. Uh, I don't really see anyone making Simpsons pins on this, like to this level with with so many premium effects on it. That's Mm -hmm. mostly like smaller soft enamel pins, but I don't know, man. That's a healthy way of thinking about it, honestly. Because a lot of people, I, I mean, I, admittedly, I'll, sometimes I'll feel like there's a little uh, uh, like competition and you have to, you know, find ways to differentiate your, your business. But that comes from just like, you know, business one-on-one and trying to stand out, you know, uh, among a sea of other pin makers. But I like, I like your perspective on that. Dude, thank you, bro. <laughs> no I problem. appreciate that. <laughs> um, before we move on to like the next topic, um, what's something you had wished you had known when you started? 
I wish I did more research on manufacturers. Um, ironically, one of my early manufacturers is still one of my contacts today, but I wish I just took more advantage of all the forums and everything that were out there. In the early stages, I was asking people around me who didn't really know anything about pins, but I was asking them around me to help with certain aspects of the process. Um, I didn't really realize the weight or the value of the community. And it's so much bigger today than it was four years ago. So if you're starting out, um, definitely take advantage of all the resources of knowledge around you. That's very easy to access. But things that I did do right that I would recommend other people do is be capital efficient. Um, you don't need a lot of money to start up a pin business. You just have to be careful with, with how you spend your money. Um, so do that as well. And I could go on and on with advice, but we like there could be a whole separate advice pod uh, for, for the world of pin making, but those are probably the most important things. Dude, pun intended, let's put a pin on that. Yeah, man, definitely. <laughs> absolutely. I'm down to just get, bang it all out, go through every... <laughs> that would be... I'm getting ideas. That would be awesome. Moving on to the next topic, uh, let's talk about marketing. Um, mm -hmm. I'm curious to to hear if you have uh, a marketing strategy uh, with your pins or with your brand. I've, I don't do like sponsored posts or anything like that. So all of the marketing efforts are organic. Mm -hmm. um, it's... it's it, Once you kind of have the audience. You don't really need to focus on it too much. You really need to focus on just servicing that audience and then it'll kind of organically grow as long as you're staying true to making stuff that you love and that services the people that are there to follow you for the stuff that they came to follow you for. It, it comes organically. It's kind of like a snowball, you know, it just kind of builds once you get it started. Mm -hmm. But um, one thing I do still love to do is giveaways. That's a great way to, you know, you, it's a couple bucks out of your pocket and you can get a ton of followers doing that. Um, and you can do giveaways with other pin makers as well. That's something that, um, I used to do quite often. Um, and I don't know with, with organic marketing and like you know, trying to do it without spending any money. It's really just about posting at the right time, taking a look at your analytics, making proper use of your story feed, knowing when to use your story feed and when to use your news feed and do your best to find relevant Facebook groups because there are general Facebook groups that you can post your stuff to. But if you dig in, there's really niche pin specific groups for demographics. Like you'll find a Marvel pin group. You'll find a Simpsons pin group. You'll find a Harry Potter pin group. Um, it's all there. So you can reach the people that you want to reach without spending any money. If you just take some time to think about it. Ooh, man, I'm gonna turn that into a clip. <laughs> it's a good info. That's a good info. It's a good approach. Um, you're doing all the things that you need to do, uh, to try and just spread that, um, you, you know, your message and your brand organically um, and just getting niche with it, like Facebook groups, so undervalued. I don't know how, if a lot of people understand like the value behind joining one of these. So for sure, I second that. And honestly, dude, if you focus on like that type of sort of just, when you do, when you do paid ads and stuff, it's really about acquiring a sale more than it is about acquiring a supporter. So when you do it with, like you, when you think about your growth in terms of growing your community and not growing your sales, you build the right kind of community. And over time, 
organically, you'll build the sales and it'll be the right sales. Boom. Damn. What'd you major in? <laughs> um, <laughs> You're dropping criminal, dimes over here. Criminal justice for um, oh, damn. university and, and uh, audio engineering for college. Okay. I mean, well, it sounds like you've done plenty of research. You've done your homework. You know the ins and outs of everything. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm really entrepreneurial, man. My, my whole family is. I'm, my dad is an entrepreneur. My sister, my grandpa, just, it's, it's, uh, it's just what we do. <laughs> That's what's up. And a good segue into me asking you, what is your preferred e-commerce platform? So I got to say, man, I've been using Big Cartel for four years. This is not a Big Cartel plug, by the way. I've been using Big Cartel for four years, over three brands. And just yesterday I did my first, I did a private like uh, six sales on my Shopify. So I just moved everything, streamlined everything into one Shopify website and Shopify, oh, Canada represent by the way, Shopify is a Canadian company for those of you that don't know, but Shopify is the truth. Like I urge Anybody in e-commerce, switch up, get onto Shopify. It makes everything so much easier. Your analytics are better. Everything's streamlined. It is so perfect. I, and I use a third-party shipping company, and um, they have an app that you can integrate into Shopify, and it's just, oh, man, it's a dream come true. It really is. Sorry, uh, if, if you asked me this like a few months later, I'd be a little less excited, but <laughs> I just got Shopify, and it is rad as fuck. No, man, you it, it is awesome. We've been on Shopify all five years because um, prior to me starting the business, I worked at a, an electric piano shop, which we used uh, Shopify. So I was familiar with the platform and was like amazed by everything that you can do. It is so streamlined. It's so easy to navigate. And like you pay for even just a basic membership and you're getting really good value mm-hmm. in return. It's worth like, it. This is totally worth it. That's one of the things that stopped me several times was the price point. Mm-hmm. But it is so, so worth it. Mm-hmm. You know? The control and the themes and just everything that you mm-hmm. can think of that you would want to edit is possible. Mm-hmm. There's a little tiny, tiny learning curve. And it's really short and pretty annoying, but it's really short. And once you figure out how it works and how to customize things, ooh, it is smooth <laughs> as butter. So good. That's awesome. Um, so uh, you kind of mentioned that you have multiple brands. Um, what's that all about? Why don't you talk to me about that? Yeah. So um, a year into, or not a year, I guess. Um, actually, my my four year anniversary is this Saturday. But congrats in the post COVID world, we're gonna have to have a giant celebration. I know. I'm excited. I'm gonna get. 7,500 people together and not social distance. And we're going to make out. Um, No, I'm going to stay here by myself and celebrate by myself. Um, But (laughs) what was the question? (laughs) Um, Talk to me about these other brands that you have, because I believe that they are pin related. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, like eight or nine months into adventure society, um, I was making a few Simpsons pins and the Simpsons pin community used to be really huge. Um, but Fox swang down on a bunch of shops and that's when kind of when I was started Krusty fan club. So I just kept it super, super private. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I started Krusty fan club, um, almost like, yeah, eight, 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 nine months in. And that was basically just like, if you're Simpsons fans, it's a super 
value efficient way to collect pins. It's 20 bucks a month. I never change the price. You get three to four pins, one patch, one to two stickers, little info card. It's just like a nice little care package for 20 bucks a month. And every month is a different theme. It's not a subscription. So you just set your alarm on the first of the month and do your best to grab one. Um, so that's that. I've been doing that efficiently every month, give or take two, three months that with a couple of hiccups. So I've been doing that mm-hmm. for three years. We just had our three year anniversary in January. Wow. Um, so that's an that. awesome, it's thank you, dude. So that's a super tight group. I love the, I love the, it's like different little communities, you know? So my crusty fan club is like my super Simpsons diehard. And it's just, I, I love running that page and, and making stuff for those guys. Um, Castle gang was started during the lockdown during the second lockdown in Toronto. I just had a bunch of time on my hands, couldn't go to uh, work and um, decided, okay, like I've been kind of putting pins on the back burner for the last two years. Maybe I should just lean back into it and uh, started getting into these more designer pins. Um, And that's what Castle Gang was. And then I thought, you know, maybe I could introduce this premium format to the fandoms that I've been building with Adventure Society. so now it's more so just about Krusty Fan Club is still my monthly mystery pack. It's closed right now um, to new to new members, but um, I'm really focusing on just making more premium display pins now instead of wearables. I still love wearables and I love I love to have them. I'm just it's a bit more of a challenge and a little bit more exciting making these bigger pins is also much bigger headache and way more expensive and way more bullshit to deal with with manufacturing. But um, it's now more so going to be a way for you could just control your newsfeed and and what you want to see. So, you know, if you, if you like um, fantasy stuff like Harry Potter and uh, Marvel and stuff like that, Pixar, you can follow Castle Gang. And if you like slightly a little bit more grittier stuff, like adult stuff, like, um, like Simpsons and I don't know, Rick and Morty, Batman, Dark Knight, that kind of stuff. Uh, then Adventure Society is the spot for you. And yeah, even with the TMNT pin, you know, we went for like a darker kind of grittier vibe. You know, I've always loved yeah. how like the thing about TMNT that I've always loved is there's so many iterations of it and it always works. It's like if there was a poster for for catchphrases, TMNT would be on the poster for like the catchphrase. That's so crazy. It just might work. Like it always <laughs> fucking works. I, I, you know, it's just the best. It's one of the best franchises ever. Have you seen Turtle Power, the documentary? Yes. Dude, it's great documentary. Super, super informative. I've seen all the stuff. The, 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 um, the toys that made us the Ninja Turtle. Oh episode. yeah. That's a, that's a great one. That was really great. Um, the Nickelodeon YouTube channel has a bunch of cool TMNT shorts. A couple of years ago, they did some shorts uh, for Comic-Con, for San Diego Comic-Con, and they redesigned the Turtles. And it's very um, adult, swim, short commercials, like jokes and stuff like that. Like oh, I'll, I'll pass the out. link on. It's hilarious. But it's like, yeah, it doesn't matter what version or what they look like. Like the Turtles are, will always be awesome. For sure. And like, dude, I, I am worried about like talking about turtles too much and asking about the turtles too much, but I got to ask you, <laughs> what do you, cause, cause I, I still watch everything like, and there's still been some good stuff. Like I love the, the, I love TMNT, you know, the animated mm-hmm. uh, movie. I love that. what do you think of the Michael Bay, the two movies? 
so I kind of flip flop back and forth. I kind of rode the uh, the hype train of it just being terrible. I'm, I wasn't a big fan of the designs. The story had I had some issues with like both the stories, but overall I thought it was really cool. I think the way that they reimagined it. Not a big fan of all the explosions and stuff like that, yeah, and like yeah, yeah. how Shredder looked and and Krang, but. Uh, I appreciated their efforts, and and I think you know we were able to like gain more fans into the fandom through that for with sure, like the younger sure. people. Um, you know, necessarily wasn't my version of turtles, but there's a gazillion versions of turtles that That's like what's so sick make me it. happy. So That's what's so um, sick about it? You know, every now and then, you know, I still rewatch it because I, I think it's kind of cool. I get I <laughs> I laugh every time I hear Leonardo because I think he's voiced by Johnny Knoxville. Is he? He's not. Is he? I think so, or maybe in the first one, or uh, maybe he got replaced. I, I don't have to fact check that, but I, at one point he was the voice of Leonardo for the Michael Bay movies. That's crazy. I still rewatch them all the time too. I complain about them, but I still rewatch them. <laughs> What's your gripe with them? Um, Shredder was one of the big things. I hated how like why was he like fucking all mecha like, you know. I I wasn't a super big fan of that. I. There were aspects of the turtle designs that I didn't like, but there were aspects of it. Like I, I like that they took a really, took a really deep take on the mutant part of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like they yeah. really mutated the fuck out of them. Yeah. Um. I, I the first one I have more problems with, actually. Uh, out of the shadows, I don't mind too much, but they're both entertaining. Very much so. I'd and if say you grew the up with turtles, like you're just gonna lo- love it for the nostalgia either way. Like in oh, the yeah. first one, like. When when Mikey does the cowabunga at the end, it's like, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, this movie's dope. <laughs> this is the best movie ever made. It's a great franchise. Uh, so blessed. But um, anyway, yeah. <laughs> Back to marketing. Uh, we can wrap up this segment uh, with any kind of marketing advice for newcomers into the pin game that isn't get on Shopify because that's like obviously a given. Yeah. So marketing advice, um, I would say get together, try to find people who are like in a similar position as you, like, you know, sort of similar following or similar fandom and try to do giveaways together and see how you can use your community uh, to market each other's uh, products. Um, And find when you're doing your posting, if you have a business account, look at your analytics and and try to try to compare uh, traffic and when the best time is to post because you don't want to post the same thing too many times. So when you do post it, you want to get as many eyes on it as possible. So that'll come down to the analytics will tell you what day of the week, you know, your posts are doing best and blah, blah, blah. I don't really look at that stuff myself to be honest but it feels like good <laughs> advice <laughs> hey i gotta appreciate the honesty <laughs> i was just thinking and i was like what is in that fucking analytics section? <laughs> <laughs> nonetheless i'm sure it's good stuff um, yeah you gotta check it out cool all right so we're gonna move on to the final section of the podcast and this is going to be the rapid fire section just gonna ask you a bunch of uh pin related rapid fire some pop culture rapid fire i hope your followers and my followers are ready because we could be starting some wars (laughs) get ready man (laughs) rapid fire (laughs) all right soft enamel or hard enamel 
it depends like i mostly make hard enamel Ugh, fuck how rapid is this as my answer supposed to be <laughs> i'm looking for fucking, like that's bam, a fucking question either or um at the end of the day hard enamel has a more premium feel to it but i mean is a tuxedo better than sweatpants and um a t-shirt some would say no um, so it totally fucking depends if you're super into cartoons and stuff, then soft enamel <laughs> might be better for, for you. I, I really don't like when people say one is better than the other. Okay. That's my answer. It's kind of pretentious maybe, but respect. Hey man, everyone's <laughs> got their own opinion. Every, and you got to respect that. Um, dyed enamel pins versus glow in the dark enamel pins. Dyed enamel pins. Nice. Cause you can Rubber enjoy backing. them in, in all light settings. Ooh, all light settings. <laughs> Rubber backings all day. Rubber backings versus butterfly backings. Yeah, rubber backings all day. Nice. Um, favorite metal to make your pin on? Mm, zinc alloy. It's strong. Tell me what hashtag team you're on. Hashtag pin game strong or hashtag pin game proper? Uh, hashtag pin game strong. Hashtag pin addict. Hashtag pin collector. Um, I use both in my preset. <laughs> hashtag cluster. <laughs> hashtag pin trader or hashtag pin hoarder? Uh, pin hoarder. I like the idea of being hoarding pins. <laughs> Favorite place to rock a pin? Um, ooh, ooh. If I'm wearing one, then a denim vest. I don't usually wear pins though, um, so I would say a nice, a nice frame with a velvet back. Ooh, you fancy. I don't have any, but they look good. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely the superior way. <laughs> All right. Uh, Simpsons or Bob's Burgers? I think I know the answer to this Simpsons one. Simpsons all day. I've never even seen Bob's Burgers. Okay. Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh? Pokemon all day. Marvel or DC? Marvel all day. Comics or video games? Mm, I don't particularly engage in either but i do like graphic novels and the occasional video game like if there's a video game i like i fuck it up ah oh, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> both in moderation okay okay cool what's your favorite pizza topping Ooh, um so i know i'm supposed to do rapid <laughs> <laughs> i know these are supposed to be rapid fire questions but so, you know, when you're a kid, you just either go cheese or pepperoni. Those are the classic choices. Oftentimes, those are the only choices. They don't give you another choice. So there's that. And then I went through this really pretentious phase, like during school, like, you know, in my early 20s, where I get all these like obnoxious toppings, like pesto base and roasted chicken and <laughs> oven roasted tomatoes, sun-dried tomatoes, like sun-dried tomatoes, bruh. Um, but for the past couple of years, I've been back on OG pepperoni, and I'm proud to say that, so... Those of you tuning in to know what kind of pizza or just the history of my pizza eating patterns. It's been, it's been a journey. It's been a journey, but full circle. And I'm back on classic peps. Ah, what a happy resolution. Big to time. That one. Big time. <laughs> if you had a redo in life, what would you do differently? You could do anything. Whether it's go to school for another major, maybe move to the States or a different country. Honestly, man, I don't want to sound cheesy, but like I've definitely had some very, very, very rough, rough moments in my past that would be easy to redo or undo. Like, you know, that would, but uh, fuck man, the bads make the goods, right? So it, like 
life is so full of just so many uncertainties and unpredictability. So I'm just thankful that I'm here right now and I'm doing what I'm doing and having this chat with you. And there's nothing like, dude, if I redid one, it's like butterfly effect. You know, if like I cross the light at a different time, I might not be, you know, 10 years ago, I might not be making pins or having this conversation with you. So that's just kind of like fuck redos and do overs. Just keep going. Dude. Think about think about do tomorrow and do today. What are you gonna yeah. do today? What are you gonna do tomorrow? I like that. That's a great answer. Thanks. I'm, dude. On, I'm on board with that. I'm gonna co-sign on that one. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and last but not least, uh, what are the little things in life for you? The little things in life for me would be um, a joint in bed with high ceilings and uh, some good music playing. I, I think I can co-sign on that too. I like high ceilings a lot. High ceilings are great. Thing, yeah, I think the little things in life for me are high ceilings. <laughs> I mean, if we're talking like loft apartments, like yeah, high ceilings are awesome. Big time. Or just in general, they're 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 really cool. Big time, dope acoustics. <laughs> All right, man. Pross, you made it to the end of Pin Pals podcast. Made you it. Feel? You made it, dude. You made it to the end of an episode with me. How do you feel? It's rough I feel great. spending. I feel exhausted. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I do that to people, man. <laughs> um, so I'm going to give you the floor. Uh, tell the listeners kind of what you have going on, where they can find you. Um, yeah, you can find me um, on social media at adventure.society or at Castle Gang Pins. Um, and I usually have releases planned out four months ahead, but for the most part, I don't really know what the fuck I'm doing. If you want, you can come check it out because I make stuff that I like and you might like it too. If you see something on my page that you like, there's a chance that I might make something else that you like. So uh, you can follow or you could just check it out and not follow. Um, but that's where to find me. Do you have a um, special discount code for our listeners? Yes, I do. A uh, special discount code is warrior. And that is going to give you I have to make the code. Uh, you know what? That'll give you 40% off my Etsy shop forever. Ooh, 40%. I think that is the biggest discount on our podcast yet. 40% off my Etsy shop forever. 40% off his Etsy shop forever. I'm going to I'm going to set up an Etsy shop right now and launch it. <laughs> no, seriously, I have a, I just set up my Etsy shop. There's 25 products in there right now. I'm going to launch it soon. There's archive stuff in there. There's unreleased stuff from a few years ago. It's a lot of um, smaller pins, wearables, fashion accessories. And yeah, 40% off forever. Go go get that stuff. It'll be like, you know, five, six bucks a pin. Cool. Adventure Society on Etsy. Go check that out. Um, Hell yeah. Thank you so much, Pros. Really appreciate your time. This was a great conversation. You're awesome. Thank you so much. Dude, thank you for having me. And I like for those of you that don't know, this stuff, there's a lot of work that goes into this kind of stuff. So I so I I commend you, man. There's a lot of work that goes into putting this stuff together. And uh super happy to be here, man. Wanted to be on here ever since you dropped your first episode. And I'm grateful to be here. Appreciate it, man. And dude, really you're a good sorry, sorry to cut you off so much, but, <laughs> but <laughs> you're a dope fucking even with me interrupting you through my body shaking excitement um you're a great host man those were great questions and you're good at what you're doing i man i appreciate it just trying to give back to the pin community i know there's a lot of people asking the same questions that we were asking years ago big so, time man 
if I can give back, mm-hmm. this is what I'm doing. Dude, you're killing it. I appreciate it. Thanks again for being on Pin Pals. We'll talk soon. Hell yeah. Now, wasn't that an enjoyable conversation between two pinheads? I really felt inspired after that one, and I hope you do too. I want to thank Pross for his time, expertise, and insight into the pin game. If you like what he had to say, be sure to give him a follow or maybe buy a pin. All of his links will be in the show notes. Don't forget to rate the podcast five stars if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts. Every review counts, and, well, you leave a review, I'll probably read it just like this one. This is a condensed version of a five-star review by Ace. I'm glad a podcast came out strictly for the pin lover. I've attended a couple pin events, which led me to want to be part of the pin community. There are so many cool pins out there, and now you get to put a face and personality next to the pin. All you new pin makers, this podcast really helps you out and is super informative. And to the OGs in the pin game, this is a great podcast to hear the struggles, trials, and tribulations of your fellow pin makers. Thank you, Ace. Really appreciate the kind words and taking a couple minutes out of your day to leave that review. It means a lot. Also, check this. We're now on YouTube. That is right. You can get the video version of the podcast on YouTube. And yes, you'll be able to see my face interacting with the guests. So if that is your thing, head on over there and subscribe. That would mean the world. If you have any feedback for the podcast, drop us a line on our Instagram page at Podcast. I'd love the opportunity to connect with you. And if we can make this a better podcast, let's do it. Hit me up. Lastly, you can buy me a coffee. Now, I know that sounds kind of funny, but I set up a way for you to directly support the podcast. If you've enjoyed yourself or maybe learned a thing or two, consider supporting the podcast by going to buymeacoffee.com slash podcast. The link will be in the show notes and will be on social. I'm sure you'll see it. That would be pretty awesome. No pressure. But if you feel willing, go for it. I think that about does it. I'll see you next week for another episode. Until then, I'm Eric from Warrior Pins. And remember, it's the little things in life.